0: Play the movie, you yeah, play! Hello everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Milk Movies Podcast. I think today's episode is going to have the most movie news that I have delivered thus far, so let's get right into it. According to Empire Magazine... A darker Batman movie was canned in the early 2000s after Darren Aronofsky, who was set to direct the movie, wanted Joaquin Phoenix to portray Bruce Wayne, while the studio wanted Freddie Prince Jr. How crazy is that? That it, obviously in 2019, Joaquin Phoenix played uh, the Joker, but just about 20 years ago, he was going to do the exact opposite and portray Bruce Wayne as Batman. Um, nothing really else to add to that, obviously, nothing more came of it other than... This fact, and it didn't come out until 2020, so really don't know how serious this was, but still crazy. I mean, Batman, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix—it's just crazy that we were that close to a universe where that's true. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with Darren Aronofsky, he is best known for his crediting roles, or excuse me, his directing credits in *Mother*, *Noah*, *Black Swan*, *The Wrestler*, and *Requiem for a Dream*. Sticking with comic news not great comic news comic-con has been canceled this year uh, due to concerns over covid19 probably the least surprising thing in the world but it just it sucks that it happened um we'll see how they accommodate these changes especially marvel marvel loves to use comic-con as really their avenue to release a ton of news phase 4 is set to launch in november now we were supposed to get it um, Uh, in the next uh, couple weeks here with Black Widow launching the next phase. Obviously, that is not going to happen just yet. Um, So we'll see what changes they make going forward with this. I can't imagine that this fact is going to delay anything, but obviously we're going to be receiving our news in a little bit of a different way here. So we'll see what they do. I will keep you guys in the loop with that the best I can. Um, Otherwise, a few new trailers dropped last week as well, including Valley Girl, Uh, This is a remake from the 1983 movie starring Nicolas Cage, and that will be available on demand May 8th. The other trailer is for Capone. Capone stars Tom Hardy and is directed by Josh Trank. Josh Trank is best known for his not-so-great Fantastic Four uh, directing role. We'll see what he's able to do with this movie. It was set to release in December. It had a lot of issues. throughout its creation and development and whatnot, so um, that's definitely something to be worried about, and they did pull their theatrical release to send it to um, an on-demand option. That will be available on May 12th, so again, about a month away from that becoming available. Um, The trailer looks pretty solid. The only concern is that it does focus on the end stages of Al Capone's life. Obviously, the most well-known just craziest gangster of all time. You'd want to see, you know, the meat of his career. I don't know how else to put it, his career. Um, so we'll see what they want to focus on with the the end stages of his life. It's still Al Capone. It's still gangster stuff, so should be good. We'll see. Again, just a few weeks away now. That will be available on demand. Otherwise, we got our first look at Dune from Vanity Fair. Uh, Dune will be a remake of the 1984 movie Uh, that movie from what i know was not so well received during its time i've also heard that it was really kind of ahead of its time so hopefully now that we're in 2020 that movie turns out to be as awesome as it should be that is set to release on december 18th that will release in theaters i cannot imagine that ever gets a uh, straight to on-demand release depending on how long everything takes this movie has a loaded cast it should be awesome it's futuristic it's sci-fi it's fantasy it stars timothy chalamet zendaya rebecca ferguson jason momoa oscar isaac joss brolin javier bardem dave bautista and Stellan Skarsgård. phenomenal cast awesome cast i'm really excited for this movie again we'll get that in uh, the middle of december really hoping to get that trailer soon last week when all those pictures released everyone was expecting that we would get a trailer um we'll see. They might still be delaying it. Again, we're eight months away from this movie coming out, so it's really not the end of the world that we haven't gotten the trailer yet, but we're still excited. We're a little bit impatient for this movie. Again, I will keep you guys in the loop best I can with everything we need to know about Dune. Next, Artemis Fowl, not as excited about this movie. That is set to release on Disney Plus officially now on June 12th. Really, the only thing to note here is that it's going to be available on June 12th now. Uh, I mentioned a while ago that it will be moved to a Disney Plus streaming movie. Um, The other thing to note is that this will not be a copy and paste of what the book was. I know that is upsetting fans of the book, um, but just to kind of clear the air on how they are different, the synopsis for this movie, Artemis Fowl, a young criminal prodigy, hunts down a secret society of fairies to find his missing father. His father will be portrayed by Colin Farrell. It also has Josh Gad starring in it. I don't know what else to say about this movie. It is directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, You might know him better as Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, He also directed Murder on the Orient Express. And speaking of Murder on the Orient Express, let's jump into uh, what I've got on the plate for next week. Before that, though, this Friday, Extraction will be available on Netflix. I will be reviewing that in next week's episode um, with Bad Education, following that up from HBO on Saturday. I don't want to do two new movies right away. I especially don't want to do two movies next week and give nobody any time to see them. Um, but I'm excited to review a new movie. So am going to be talking about Extraction on next week's episode. Again, that will be available on Netflix this Friday. Bad Education will be available on HBO this Saturday. The following week, so two weeks away now, I will be reviewing Bad Education. Uh, but again, back to Extraction. That will be paired with a review of Frozen 2, available on Disney+. Plus. That will be my 2019 movie. Uh, side note, I have actually not yet seen that movie, so I am looking forward to seeing that for the first time and giving it a review. And finally, as I mentioned, Murder on the Orient Express. That is available on Hulu, but it's Hulu on demand, so you have to have Hulu TV. Once you get Hulu TV, you kind of unlock all this on-demand content, so that is one of those movies that is available on there, but at least, you know, one and a half of those movies is available on streaming if you want to follow through with one of those. Otherwise, today, two big movies. We have Parasite up first. That is one of the biggest movies of 2019, if not the biggest Um, A lot of hype around that movie, and I personally think that it totally lived up to it. Um, After that, I'm going to review Frozen, the first Frozen. Um, I, I have seen that movie a couple times, and it's good. I will kind of explain my thoughts further on that once we get into the review, obviously. So, without further ado, let's jump into Parasite. The most frustrating part about Parasite is not that I don't speak Korean, and therefore needed to use the subtitles to understand it. It's that too many people got obnoxiously butthurt about the fact that a foreign film achieves so much success, even though we need the subtitles to understand it. Parasite is rated R. It is directed by Bong Joon-ho. It is categorized as a comedy drama, and thriller, it runs 2 hours and 12 minutes long, and it stars Kang Ho Song, Sun Kyun Lee, and Yao Zhong Zhou. This movie comes in at a 97% full on the milk meter. That is the highest movie that I have rated so far, and for good reason. Now back to what I was saying about subtitles. Do I prefer to keep the subtitles off when I watch a movie or a TV show? Yeah, I do. Why? Because my brain doesn't function any more efficiently than when one animal sees another animal, and so that animal loses focus of whatever they were doing to now focus on the aforementioned new animal. So I keep the subtitles off. Now do I get upset when someone else who's in charge of the remote and puts the subtitles on? No, I do not. Why not? Because it doesn't negatively impact when I'm watching one iota. don't know what someone means when they say they don't care one iota about something? Well, if you don't care one iota about something, it means you don't care about it even one little bit. An iota is something very small. As a matter of fact, an iota is the smallest letter of the Greek alphabet. Now back to Parasite. Now the first time I saw this movie, I honestly didn't know what I was getting into other than the fact that it was held in such high regard. Some 130 or so minutes later, I can confidently say that Parasite is hands down one of the best movies that I have ever seen. One of my favorites? Maybe not. I typically regard something as a favorite if I can rewatch it over and over again and never get sick of it. Now, Parasite is definitely worth seeing more than once. It just won't You know, be my go-to for background noise or a background movie. But similar to when I talked about Sorry to Bother You, what I enjoyed most about that movie, and as I mentioned, it's not easy to make a movie or to tell a story that makes you laugh, cringe, gasp, and think, whoa. But both Boots Riley, the director of Sorry to Bother You, and Bong Joon-ho, the director of Parasite, were able to capture those emotions perfectly. In fact, both directors touched on the topic of uh, class and society in their respective societies in a very artistic, albeit very different, way. Great job covering it. It's a very hot topic, but they did it. It was very unique. I think Parasite definitely covered it more than uh, Sorry to Bother You did. Um, but still, it's it's a touchy subject, and they did a great job of artistic- artistically, you know, making a movie about it. Now, from the lowly lifestyle and life choices to the extreme measures that the Kim family uh, takes to be successful and, you know, better off, Bong Joon Ho tells this incredibly unique story in such a way that you are constantly feeling some sort of emotion. Whether you're laughing or cringing or simply glued to the edge of your seat, something entertaining is always happening uh, to keep you guessing and engaged with these terrible people all throughout the movie. Now, would I recommend giving Parasite a watch? You bet your bottom I would. If you're still stuck on team I hate subtitles, or you don't have Hulu, so you don't think it'll be worth shelling out a couple of bucks to rent it, just get over it. If it makes you feel any better, the first time I saw Parasite, I had to rent it too. And I couldn't be happier that I did. And with the subtitle thing, like I said, get over it. I don't like subtitles that much either. I'm not going to put them on myself, but it's, it's just not a big deal. You're missing out on such a great movie if you just, if you won't just, just get over the little subtitles. Bong Joon-ho said it himself when he was accepting his Oscar for this movie. He said, you can open yourself up to so many new and great movies if you just get over that one little inch high section on the screen where there are words rather than nothing. So, like I said, get over it, watch a great movie. This movie deserved all of the awards that it was nominated for, and it deserved all of the awards that it won, and I will forever hold Parasite in the highest of regards. And so should you. Go see Parasite. (laughs) Alright, I don't really know where to start with this one because I know that I am going to be scorned until the end of time for not adoring this movie but Frozen is PG. It was directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. It is categorized as an animation, adventure, and comedy. It runs an hour and 42 minutes long, and it stars Kristen Bell, Idina Manziel, and Jonathan Groff, not credited as one of the top three roles. We all know that Josh Gad voiced Olaf, the Frozen snowman guy, uh, this movie comes in at a 79% fall for me. That is a very good score, especially given how many issues I have with this movie, but it's a 79% fall on the milk meter. Now look, I like Frozen for all the same reasons that everyone else likes it. It's a little bit different from the standard story of a Disney princess, the songs are good and catchy, and Olaf is a great addition to the cast of characters as well. Is there anything to love about this story though? I really don't think so. Queen Elsa, for example is quite possibly my least favorite Disney character of all time. I understand that her actions are taken with good intentions, and she was just trying to protect her sister by whatever means necessary. But when you send your entire town into a near-apocalyptic ice age because you can't control the powers that you've had your entire life, you're gonna fall on my stinker list. And can we talk about their parents for a second here? Because... What a joke they are. Your only solution to your daughter's superpowers is to keep her locked away in her room and just force your other daughter, who, by the way, was on her deathbed, to just be miserable and not have any fun for her whole life? I understand that they eventually died and it wasn't all on them, but especially then, who in the world was keeping these poor girls locked up and miserable for so many years? Now, aside from the terrible parenting and extreme lack of social skills that Anna and Elsa possess, the rest of the movie is enjoyable. Again, I liked Olaf as well as Kristoff and Sven, but if it weren't for Anna, Anna, I know that her name is Anna. I cannot believe that I just screwed that up. Anna. I, I was trying to figure out when I was going to throw in that I don't understand how her name is spelt with two N's and not one because it's Anna and Anna. Those are two different names. Anna has two N's. Anna has one N. But apparently, Frozen being this, just stupid, they'd spelled Anna with two N's. So that's what threw me off. That's what threw me off. If it weren't for Anna... Anna, having the greatest heart and soul that this universe has ever seen, this entire movie would have been on my stinker list. Now, to be clear, I didn't see Frozen in 2013 when it had originally hit theaters, and to be even more honest, I didn't see Frozen until uh, sometime within the past six months or so when it became available on Disney+. So, Yeah, there's a chance that I went into this movie with some pretty lofty expectations, given uh, the love that this movie receives from audiences, but hey, I saw it once, and then I saw it again. And the second viewing definitely played a part in Frozen's departure from the stinker list, so, you know, I did my due diligence. So there you have it, I guess. I mean, that's, that's all I got to say. It's just, roast me if you want, hate me if you'd like, but I promise you, there are better animated movies out there especially under Disney's umbrella. Even so, I can't help but think that everyone has already seen this movie, so there's no need for me to actually recommend it. I guess I do, but I think everybody's already seen it, so Uh, I I do want to end with this, though. Watch Frozen again, and after hearing my review, tell me that those parents aren't the worst people ever and that Elsa doesn't kind of stink too. That's all I have for reviews, And news today, good news is, the next two weeks I will have new movies to review this coming Friday on Netflix. We will have Extraction with Chris Hemsworth on that Saturday. We will be getting Bad Education from HBO. Um, uh, Next week's episode, I will be reviewing uh, Extraction. Um, Again, I don't want to do two new episodes in one week. I kind of want to drag that out a little bit if I can, but I do want to... Just get one of them out of the way, so Extraction next week, along with Frozen 2, obviously the sequel to this one, that's my 2019 movie, and finally Murder on the Orient Express. Thank you everyone for listening, and go have yourself a week.